Welcome back and thank you for joining us for another episode of Yogi Chronicles with Lady Kagler. So happy to have you as my listener, uh, listeners and joining me each week as we talk about different topics and different situations. So I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to have you uh, log in uh, every Tuesday to hear me. So I hope that you are logging in via Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, and many others. So it is truly a blessing to have you with me on this journey. Uh, We have a couple, we have a lot of announcements um, to start off with. First announcement is I want you to commit, I want you to connect with me on Facebook. Look for Lady Kagler, K-A-G-L-E-R. Click like and you will be connected to the uh, many events that I have around the city of Atlanta. Um, And you'll be inspired and empowered um, almost daily on Facebook. Secondly, I'm looking for all my sisters, uh, ladies who are in need of a sisterhood, a network of sisters, Please join us in the Sister Circle. We are the Sister Circle with the pink shoe. So uh, search it on Facebook, the Sister Circle, and it should have a pink shoe. Click join group and you will be amongst some beautiful souls, beautiful women that um, encourage one another and we hang out with one another. So you want to be a part of that. Listen, I want to talk to you about um, tomorrow's options for aging. She's inviting you to the Wheels Clinic on uh, Saturday, April 26, 2020 at 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. And it's presented by the Georgia United Methodist Foundation. Um, Tomorrow Options for Aging um, is founded and she is the CEO of Miss Tomorrow Goodrum. She is one of their guest speakers. So she's inviting you to the Wills Clinic and it is sponsored by uh, the Georgia United Methodist Foundation. This will be held on April 26th at 3 o'clock and the address is 1471 Ralph David Abernathy, um, Atlanta, Georgia. 30310. So you want to be a part of that. Um, she was one of our featured guests um, back, uh, I want to say in February. So we want you to uh, make sure you come and support her. Also, we have another announcement. This is from one of our future um, guests. That's going to be on our upcoming Womanpreneur segment, um, the fourth Tuesday in this month. And that would be Miss Danielle Davis. So we have an announcement uh, regarding an event that she's having on March the 28th. So March the 28th, I want you all to be prepared to join Danielle Davis. Are you interested in earning um, some extra money? Uh, extra income alongside what you already do. Uh, what about the opportunity to make seven to eight additional checks a month? Would you like to work from home, set your own hours, and get di- get discounts at your on your own travel? Are you interested in working part time to earn full time income? If you are, or you know someone that's interested, then make plans to attend the St. Patrick's theme travel party uh, being hosted by Danielle Davis and Denise Gibbs 
on March the 28th at 12 noon. Now listen, the doors open at 11.30 a.m. and light refreshments will be served. So you want to hurry up, go out and support. They want you to wear green, bring a friend or two. There is a disclaimer. There's a prize. Listen, we like prizes. There's a prize for the one who has the most green on and another prize for the one who brings the most people. Now that's a good deal. Uh, Good luck. If you're interested, text uh, address, text the word address to 404-353-8315 to receive the location info. You do not want to miss this golden opportunity that will help you build your ideal life. So please join Danielle Davis on March the 28th uh, for the DMD travel agency party and she will be our featured guest on the last on the last Tuesday of this month um I'm sorry the Tuesday prior to her event where she'll be sharing that info so we're going to jump right into our topic today so this topic is gonna it should reach the masses um I need you all to share 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 uh this topic because this topic applies to every one of us everyone that gets up daily to breathe every one of us that lays down and go to sleep every one of us that have a heartbeat every one of us that has a pulse this topic is a very serious topic and it's a topic that we don't talk about that we don't like to talk about and that's about getting older getting sick and eventually dying um so this is not a morbid conversation it is simply a conversation that we need to have about what everyone should do that um is of age uh, what everyone should do so many times um i am a social worker been a social worker for over 25 years um and i've worked in the industry of healthcare. uh uh um, basically all my years you know i work part-time now um in healthcare, um uh, working um in different settings. Um, so this, this topic of advanced directives, um, is so important. You're not too young. Let's talk about that. You're not too young to have an advanced directives. So Yolanda, what is an advanced directives An advanced directive is an, is so important is a very important part of healthcare An advanced directive help people like your loved ones and medical personnel make important decisions during a crisis. Having an advanced directive in place ensures that your wishes regarding your health are carried out. Even when you're unable to make your wishes known. Let me tell you what I hear a lot. And I hear it consistently as I work in my area of social services, social work. um, Is that when our parents or sisters, brothers get sick or children get sick or whomever. And we say to the physicians, we say to the social worker, say to the nurses, oh, my mama, she didn't want to be on a machine or my daddy did not want uh, a feeding tube or my dad did not want dialysis. And and if because if and if if your dad, mother, sister, brother, cousin, aunt, uncle is not able to voice that, guess what? We have to do everything possible to save that individual. Hear me what I say. We have to do everything possible to save that individual. If they come into the emergency room undocumented, they go into cardiac arrest, you know that mama didn't want to be resuscitated. 
guess what? If it's not in writing, we don't have it. We have to resuscitate them. And you know what? Guess what? Once we start resuscitating them with the CPR, the chest compressions, breathing in their mouth, um, and we have to keep doing it until a doctor say that's enough. If they're in a nursing home, if they're at your home, if you're at home and someone needs CPR, you call 911 and you're standing there in grief and disbelief and in, in, in fear. Um, and then you start hearing bones crack and all of that. But you know in the back of your mind that your loved one did not want that. Is it documented? If it's not documented, we have to carry out all of CPR in your home. We will have to keep going until the paramedic calls a physician and the physician uh, could take forever getting on the phone. And then we staff it about, this is a 47 year old female. She has diagnosis of distant, da, 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 da. And then a doctor decide at that time to stop CPR or not. Whew. I said all that to say this, every one of us, no matter the age, no matter your, your, uh, nationality, no matter your race, no matter your gender, all of us need an advanced directives. What, what is it? What, you know, make it real simple. It is basically giving us direction in advance of what you want to happen when you can't tell us what you want to happen. So we're going to talk about um, these different types of advanced directives. Some states have uh, different ones. You just have to check your state, but I'm going to go over all of them. Um, so there are different types. You have your living will, the living will. The living will is not your last will and testament. Okay, let's get that clear. The living will is not your last will and testament. It's, it doesn't have anything to do with your finances. We're going to talk about what exactly it is. The next one is a durable power of attorney for health care, which is the same thing as a medical power of attorney. With this power of attorney, that doesn't go over your finances, okay? And then we have the post form, which is P-O-L-S-T. That's one something new that came out maybe two years ago. Maybe two years ago. Um, I know Georgia adopted it. It had been in other states, but this is the physician orders for life-sustaining treatment. This particular form you can transfer to facility to facility. The other one is do not resuscitate. DNR, meaning that you don't want to be resuscitated. And the last one is um, organ and tissue donation. All of these gives us as healthcare workers, supervise, uh, social workers, doctors, nurses, um, all of that give us direction in advance of what you need. And remember, every, it, nobody's exempt. Everyone needed. I'm 47. I have an advanced directive. My advanced directive is do not resuscitate. Um, so that's all in my living will. Do not resuscitate me. Do not uh, place me on a machine. Let me take my natural death. So let's talk about the living will. The living will is a legal document. It is a legal document uh, used to state future health care decisions. 
only when you're unable to make the decisions on choices of your own. So when you write the living will, you could say, um, I don't want a tutor feeding tube. I don't want artificial feeding. That's what they call it. Or I may want to be resuscitated, but I don't want to be uh, on a ventilator. You put all of that in your living will. So the living will is only used at the end of life if a person is terminally ill, cannot be cured, or permanently unconscious. The living will, it goes, it describes the type of medical treatment that the person would want or not want. Okay? Um, It's these situations. So a living will is a good thing, good place to start. Um, It can describe under what conditions an attempt to prolong life should be started to stop. So that's what I'm saying. You may say, yes, I want CPR, but if that doesn't work, do not put me on an ventilator or do not intubate me. There's a such thing as a do not resuscitate, a do not DNI, which is a do not intubate. All right. So that's your living will. All right. So um, it's a good thing to start there um, and, you know, to, to go, you know, to document it. All right. So it's a good place to start there. The second one is your power of attorney. Okay. Your medical, uh, power of attorney. Listen, the medical power of attorney does not give you as the living will does not give you, um, uh, access to the, um, uh, give you to power to to the finances, nor does a medical power of attorney. So this is what it's not funny, but it is funny. Um, we see people come all the time into the hospital with a financial power of attorney, thinking they can make medical decisions. Absolutely not. You have to have two different, or they can be the same person, but it can't be on the same document. You cannot present a advanced directive. You can't present a financial power of attorney um, to a doctor saying, I can make decisions for my mom. Your mom, your parents, your whatever may make one child um, a, uh, what you call it, a, a financial power of attorney, but they may make a whole, a ch- another child a whole, uh, as a medical power of attorney. Well, guess what? When you're in a hospital, you're in a nursing home, guess who makes a decision about your medical? Whoever is listed as your medical power of attorney. You, because you have a financial power of attorney, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything as it pertains to your medical. In your medical power of attorney, you can put in there that you want to be Um, As well as in your living will, if you want to donate your organs, you want to bequeath your body, meaning uh, donate your body to research. All of these can be in both your living will and your medical power of attorney. Your medical power of attorney, let me go back. It's giving, I become incapacitated. Yolanda becomes incapacitated. Yolanda have an issue. She stops breathing. Okay. What is Yolanda going to do? Yolanda names Keandra as her power, medical power of attorney. Because let me explain something else. Daughter, I mean, kids, children, listen. P- husband, wife, make your wife, spouse, 
your husbands, your wives, power of attorney over you. Y'all, the dynamics have changed. You may want something and somebody else may not want something. And you think because, you know, people handle it differently. So each wife, um, each person need to get on one accord and get power of attorney over each other, especially financial. But this that's a segment for another show. All right. Uh, so your medical power of attorney, it identifies a person who in the event that you stop become incapacitated, you, they will make decisions based on what you all discuss, or they could just make a decision if you ain't discussed it of what they want to happen. So if you want to know, tell what you want to happen, put in a living will. If you're going to give power of attorney to someone over you and you want them to make a decision, that's a power of attorney. And if you don't want to, if you don't, if you don't want to make a decision, you give that, that right to another individual. All right. So that's your medical power of attorney. And remember your medical, your financial power of attorney doesn't give you any, absolutely nothing, um, right to make medical decisions. The next uh, advanced directive is the post form, your physician's order for life-sustaining treatment. What does a a post form is, like I said, it's new to Georgia. It helps describe your wishes for healthcare, but it's not really an advanced directive. It sets a specific medical, a post form has set a specific medical form that a seriously ill person can fill in and ask their health care provider to sign. Most post forms are found in um, with your EMTs um, at your emergency rooms. A post form, it addresses um, your wishes in an emergency such as somebody come to your house, you're feeling bad, uh, you know, so they'll let us know, do you want to sign this post form that you don't want CPR? So you sign it with the paramedic and the physician signed it. So, you know, when you get that post form, it's determined whether to use CPR in an emergency or where to go to a hospital in an emergency or to put you on a breathing machine if necessary. But that's only used in emergency. A post form also has to be signed by a qualified member of your healthcare team, such as your doctor. Emergency personnel like paramedics and EMTs, they can't use an advanced rate, but they can use a post form. So if they come into your house, your place of employment, and you got your post form, you know, uh, they can look at it and you say, hey, she don't want CPR, they back off. All right, they back off. So, but if you don't have a post form, we, we walk into your job. They have to do absolutely everything they can to save your life. So we've talked about living will. We've talked about um, medical power of attorney, and we've talked about the post form. The next one is the do not resuscitate. The DNR. Listen, we get this confused. We get this mixed up. The do not resuscitate does not mean that we're going to stop treatment. It's only when we walk in a room and we see that you're not breathing, that you don't have a pulse, and that you don't have a heartbeat. That's the only time 
a do not resuscitate goes into play. All right. So if you are a do not resuscitate, we cannot as nurses, doctors, um, any clinician that provides care, we cannot say, oh, she's a do not resuscitate. So we don't have to do that. Even to the point if we see you struggling, breathing, we are obligated to give you O2, which is oxygen. All right. Um, do not resuscitate orders can be revoked just because you signed it today. You feel like tomorrow you're going to live 10 more years and you want everything to happen. You can revoke it the same way you signed it. You just unsign it and say, hey, I cancel out this. Do not resuscitate. I want to be a full code. So let's go back. Living will. You're telling us exactly what you want. Your medical power of attorney. You are assigning someone to speak on your behalf. In the event you become incapacitated, medical power of attorneys does not go into effect unless you're incapacitated and cannot make decisions. All right. Your post form uh, is used in emergency situations. When you go to the emergency room, when you go with your, your doctor or whatever, you want to sign a post form, you sign it, you have that, you get sick in the street. We see your post form. You said don't resuscitate you. They're going to leave you in the street. They're going to literally leave you in the street, but whatever. Your next one is the do not resuscitate. That means that we only will not resuscitate you when you are absent from heartbeat, from pulse, and from breathing. Respiration, breathing, respiration, heartbeat, and pulse. All of those have to be absent. And we won't resuscitate you. All right. The last one is the organ and tissue, which usually donation, which usually go into your living will. But there is also a form you can use to donate your body for research. That's also on your medical power of attorney on the medical power of attorney for Georgia. It asks, do you want to donate your body for to science? Do you want to bequeath your body? When you bequeath your body, there are different things we have to know in advance because there are different things that you have to do to preserve the body for research. All right. Um, um, so you could, there's a form for that. So if you want to donate your organs and we all should be organ donors. Um, I remember, one of my coworkers, she died um, years ago. She was a young girl, but she was very sickly. But she donated her eyes. You know, y'all, this stupid stuff, y'all saying, well, I'm going to take all my stuff to the ground. Well, that's so dumb. If you have a good liver, a good heart, good kidney, good eyes, donate it. I'm an organ, organ donor. You should be too. So look at, call your um, researches. See if you need to do it. But we need to be organ donors. I've heard the stories of where people, young people were saved getting kidneys. So consider being an organ donor. All right. For the cause. Um, so those are just basically what I want to talk to you about. How important it is for all of us to have an advanced directive. So I'm availing myself when I teach this class, when I go over this information, I don't charge to come. My only fee is when I help assist you with developing your living will, your medical power of attorney, whatever you want it to do. So there is no fee. You want me to come to your church 
to your senior center, to your retirement home, to your family meeting, whatever you need me to do, Yolanda will do that. I've done it at the spur of a moment, end of, I mean, all emergency. Just go do it. And um, I've helped a lot of people. You are not too young. I'm going to say that again. You are not too young to have an advanced directive. You are not too young to give your family the relief in knowing what your wishes are that are documented. All right. So think about it. Contact me if you want to um, have me come. You can contact me on my business email. My business is a better way consulting concepts at gmail.com. A better way consulting concepts at gmail.com. If you can't, you don't have access to email, you can call, text me 470. 470- Four nine five one eight one zero. I would love to come to your event to discuss advanced directives and make sure we're educated the right way. So important that we get this right and not put the burden on our families to determine what we want um, when we become terminally ill and our end of life. So that's all Yogi Chronicles got for you today. Listen, Yogi Chronicles at no time should be substituted or put in place of therapy. If you are in need of individual therapy, I am encouraging you to Google licensed uh, clinical social workers, LPCs, which are your licensed uh, professional counselors, um, and your psychologist and your psychiatrist. If you are in need of therapy services, this at this Yogi Chronicles is simply just that Chronicles. We just have talk. We encourage, we inspire, inspire, and we empire empower tongue tied. So don't ever use this segment, any episode that may be represented by Yogi Chronicles. We are not serving as a counselor or licensed clinical social worker. Um, to you. Although I am a social worker, this is not the forum and where I'm providing therapy to you. As always, it's been a blessing to have you on this journey. Don't forget to tune in every Tuesday on Anchor, which is the best uh, app to start a podcast. Join us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, and many others. I look forward to being with you again on the following Tuesday. Have a great day. Bye.